The views and opinions of those who talk and appear on the AK Swish podcast are their own. Listener's discretion is advised. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode two, mini-sode episode two of the AK Swish podcast here on the Anchor app and wherever you listen to podcasts. I am so excited to be joined by WTAM Sports Director Mike Snyder, who stepped in to studios here and talked with me about a range of basketball topics. We avoided some of the other uh, other issues going on. Of course, the 2021 NFL Draft coming to the city of Cleveland. We didn't talk about that. We didn't talk about the Indians, per se, but really wanted to pick his brain about the Cavaliers, about basketball. So uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy my interview with WTAM Sports Director Mike Snyder. Enjoy. go right in uh so welcome back to the ak switch podcast again here on the anchor app as well as wherever you find your podcast of course we're on apple spotify and nine different other podcast providers so thank you for tuning in and listening to us and i have a great guest with me today he's been in cleveland radio for it seems like forever and he's had an illustrious career he's a hall of famer and right now currently the uh, wtam sports director also in charge of all things cavaliers here at wtam and he's on the ak switch podcast today mike snyder Sitting side by side with me, Mike. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. My pleasure to be with you, Kyle. Oh, it's great to have you on. You know, I've been, I've been, you know, dying to get you uh, to to talk about pretty much all things uh, Cleveland sports. And we want to start obviously with the Cavaliers because it's your specialty. It's where you guys are, where you're kind of homing in on. And uh, before we talk about uh, the draft pick and, and what the Cavaliers are going to do with that, I kind of wanted your take on the actual draft lottery process. It's been a couple weeks now since we had the actual lottery and. Some teams jumped up that we didn't expect to see go into the top five, and uh, the Cavaliers kind of fell back a little bit from where we expected. We had a joke about doing, you know, the, the kind of like, oh, let's pick a name out of the mm-hmm. hat or whatever, pick a number out of the hat. But uh, just give me your uh, your opinion about what you thought about the actual lottery process and its first year now with this new system. Well, I think what the NBA wanted to accomplish, they did. And I think that, the from what I heard from Commissioner Silver was, they wanted to get people away from rooting for their teams to lose. Because I think what we saw at the end, Kyle, was Memphis and New Orleans both jumped up. Obviously, New Orleans jumping up to that number one spot and Memphis at number two. Right. And I also think that while we were all wondering during that commercial break and we're saying if the Lakers, Knicks go one, two, then everyone would have the conspiracy theorists would have all been out there. But I think the way that it evolved is that you know that the the league probably wanted New York to get the top pick, I would think, from a marketing standpoint. But everything was conducted, I think, as I've always felt, really it has been, on the up and up with lotteries because all these owners, want to they, they want to get that top pick. So it went the way that it did. You know, from the Cavs' perspective, yeah, it was a little disappointing. But the Cavs gave us a sheet before the, the lottery. And if you looked at it, the most likely spot for them to be drafted in I think it was like 26% was actually number five, and wow. that's where they ended up. That's crazy. I mean, I guess they have all the analytic people, analytic people, I should say, over there doing that stuff, and I'd imagine they probably 
that's one of the things they weren't too thrilled about having that actually come to fruition. Well, it but. was only 14% that you had a chance of the bottom three had of getting number one. Right. So think about that. That means 86% is against you. When you looked at the odds, right. and you and I talked about it in the hallway, and, mm-hmm. and we even did a little demonstration on our, our Wilson Snyder show, and the Cavs never got up into Ugh. the top three anytime we pulled the well, number out of the hat. Phoenix, too, was one of those teams. They ended up falling to six. Absolutely. So, I mean, even the Knicks got the third pick. Exactly. Which, which I mean, you couldn't guarantee anything with that. So it's I crazy. think the NBA, actually, do I like it? I, I don't think necessarily I agree with it because – I think you do. You really want to? I mean, the, the teams that are bad now. I know they basketball is just a different game where you mm-hmm. can take one guy. I can take a Kyle Cornell out of the lineup, and I could really probably drive my team to lose nine out of ten games. Look what New Orleans did, right? They were at one point a playoff team in the West. Davis gets hurt a little bit. Now the trade talks start rumoring. He he demands that trade. They pull him out of the lineup. They were a team that was around a seven or eight spot. Mm-hmm. They fall out. Now they have the first overall. And pick. it worked out for them. They had more ping pong balls. Maybe the constant of winning that lottery is David Griffin. Oh, <laughs> talk about it. I mean, he he again. In, uh, the sense I got too because I was at Saucy Brewworks for the actual draft party was people were really thrilled for for. You know, David, to get that because he's well liked. Yes, it seems, especially and you. Obviously, working with him probably closely too, more than most people would. I mean, it seems like they were really kind of happy that he went to a situation now with all the talk with Anthony Davis too, and for him to be able to kind of get that assurance that hey, you know what, I'm going to get someone here that probably is going to be polarizing and change his organization, whether Anthony Davis is here or not. It felt like people were really happy about that. Well, I think Dave did a great job while he was here, and I know people did love him. I, I remember in 2016 where, and I uh, I saw an email that as he was leaving after the Cavs had lost in Game Four and fell behind three to one to the Warriors, mm-hmm. where he walked out with a smile on his face. I had security guards tell me, Kyle. That David Griffin walked out when all of us were thinking, all right, they're down three to one, going back to Golden State, it's over. David had a smile on his face as he walked out of the queue, then queue that night, telling security guards, I'll see you next week for game six. And he firmly believed that. And I talked with him about that. He put out an email overnight. He sat down, worked on it, and said, we're going to win this thing. We're going to come back. And the rest was history. But, But beyond that, I thought he was really wonderful at just working i think what, what what i thought he had a pulse for his team mm-hmm. that he you know he made controversial some controversial moves when he fired david blatt they were 30 and 11 but he didn't feel that was going to be the direction that he sensed what was happening was not going to lead to a championship right. he did some things that he had a, always thought he had a good feel for his team and i also thought he was very good with the media when there were issues he was always out in front and there to to uh, answer questions to talk about it. So we wish him well. Now he's on this with the other guys. <laughs> I was not all that happy for him, but I guess if as long as it wasn't the Knicks or the Lakers, <laughs> I, I was glad to see him. I would have preferred to see uh, you know the Cavaliers uh, smiling, you know uh, uh, Nick Gilbert and right. and the company to be celebrating on stage, but it didn't work out that way. So life goes on. Zion's going to be a heck of a player, but I think the Cavs now are in a position to still get. A very good player at five. And you speak of that now. We'll kind of move towards that draft pick. Kobe Altman, our GM, current GM now. He's He's got a big decision to make. Uh, and there's a lot of players that are kind of slotted in that, I don't know, you could even go from anywhere for the four to ten range where it's kind of like, hey, roll the dice, which one's going where, we don't know. Uh, in your expert opinion, you know, I, I've asked a bunch of people. I've kind of gotten, I've gotten my person I think should be that fifth overall pick if he's there. But... I want to kind of get your grasp of this because now that we've had a couple of weeks to 
sit on this pick to think about who could be there, what could be there, is there a trade possibility? I want your your take on this. Well, let me put it this way. I think that right now, I, I, to say that I've scouted all of the kids who may be out there, I would, I would be, you know, I'd be lying to you. Mm-hmm. I mean that I've really gone out in depth and and watched video of six different guys to say there. But I've, I've seen enough though. I've seen guys like Hunter. I've seen Reddish. I've seen some players who we think will be there. We we obviously Zion will be one. Looks like Morant two for sure. Three is a little little dodgy, but I think Barrett will probably go to the Knicks at three. Mm-hmm. But there's some talk there. They may trade out of it, whatever. Right. Th- those are things that could happen. And maybe the Cavs could be a team that would want to move up there. Mm-hmm. If the Knicks are looking to do something, maybe trying to trade for Davis, there's already this kind of speculation out there. Right. But but I do think that you, you it really is a tough thing to project now when we're asking player, uh, GMs and, and organizations to do. You think about the finals that are going on. The highest drafted player is a seven, Steph Ugh. Curry. So... Because you didn't get a top three or one, two, there should be a, a, a player's there at five. Now, Kobe, you've got to find him. You've got to be right. I'm intrigued with with a player like Reddish. I think he sacrificed some of his game at Duke. So I don't think we saw all that he has to offer mm-hmm. playing with Barrett and with Zion and, and a high-profile pro, program. But again, I, the kid from Virginia, Hunter, uh, is he there at, at five? He looks like one of those guys that you say, well— yeah, maybe his upside is maybe Reddish. There's more of a higher upside with that guy, but this kid looks like he's a winner. He can play, and he played great when it counted most. Those are some guys mm-hmm. that are out there that I think the Cavs certainly have to be looking at. That I would look at from what I've seen, watching tournaments, limited college games that I did see. Those are two players that do intrigue me. You know, I kind of I ruffled some feathers with my my co-host uh, Andrew about about uh, DeAndre Hunter. Uh, I told him that I had a weird thing about this. Now, it's not an exact comparison, but I kind of got this Anthony Bennett vibe Ooh. from from DeAndre Hunter to an extent. Same kind of build, same kind of, is he really a small forward or a power forward? You know, what is he going to, like, oh, he has all these skills and all these talents, he's athletic, and he does this, and, you know, it, it, it scares me a little bit, that player. Well, but the other thing I would say, though, he won at the highest level. Yeah, and I guess that's kind of where the And there's the, something to be said, away. I think, for that. You know, it was I thought Dwayne Wade in, in the tournament was where he really elevated his game and, and people uh, people's awareness of him, mm-hmm. the way he played in the tournament. And, and this Hunter played great, and he plays defense. You, you, you want to come out of this look. You, you all want to – every team wants to get a star there. But if you have a guy that you drafted at five, Kyle – that is in your regular rotation two or three years from now, for mm-hmm. years to come, I think you did well. Now, maybe there are a player or two drafted below him that maybe goes to a higher level. But again, if you have a guy that's fitting your rotation and your team, I think that's that's the way I, I, I think you need to look at it. Now, we need to get another starter. The Cavs need to get a starter. Is he uh, the ultimate all-star? Well, you're hoping. But if he's a guy that can start for you. And, and I think now, too, we look at the NBA, and as you mentioned, shooting guard, point guard, small forward, power forward, center. We're, we're not in that one, two, three, four, five mode anymore. I think the Warriors have shown that. You know, what is Curry really? Is he a point guard? Is he a shooting? What is he? I, I you tell know? you what, I mean, I kind of, this started with me with Kyrie Irving because to an extent when he first kind of came into the Cavaliers situation, like it, it didn't seem like he really had those. He obviously has the dribble and he has the ability to score the basketball almost whenever he wants. And I kind of created a new position for him, a sixth position, if you will. I called him just a scoring guard. 
He's not a shooting guard. He's not a point guard. He just likes to score the basketball, and he makes plays. I kind of consider some of those guys like the Currys in those same aspects. Though Curry, I think, has a little bit more ball vision and more ability to pass than, say, someone like Kyrie does. But they kind of fit that weird mold of like that weird kind of definition of a combo guard to an extent. I agree with you, and I think Kyrie was that. And I think Kyrie made some great plays for others and could pass the ball. I mean, he can score incredibly like no other, though, in terms of driving, mid-range, and long-range. But I think when you look at Colin Sexton, I think they, I think the Cavs are going to work with him. I heard Coach Beeline talk about making him more aware of others, you know, working on his game. And I think that's, that's what they're looking at more. He may not be that prototypical point guard that we think of in the past who maybe scored 16 a game and had eight assists a game. Maybe he's going to be a guy that scores a little more, maybe fewer assist totals, but is he making plays for others? Right. And is also maybe if it's not even the direct assist, that hockey pass assist, you know, mm. the assist before the assist that's actually <laughs> written down. Right. Those kind of plays can Colin be there. I, I think he had he showed more awareness. Beeline seems like he's a real teacher kind of coach mm-hmm. that will work on that. But I think we are seeing that we're we're into less of that that point guard. Okay, he's the guy, maybe not the best shooter, but he's a passer and all that kind of point guard. That those guys, I, I think now you're looking for someone that absolutely he's going to get shots. Can he make that three? Especially that yeah. you got to make the three point shot in today's NBA. You just have to. Right, and uh, I guess another player that's kind of been thrown out, floated out there to an extent with the Cavaliers, who's Kobe White from North Carolina. That kind of that combo guard who's big can score a lot. I think he has the most points in North Carolina State basketball high school history or something. He's got that that talent that the Cavaliers are also interested in as well as that scoring ability to put the ball in the basket, shoot the ball well. Um, but kind of we'll, we'll segue a little bit off of the Cavaliers now because believe me, I'm I just I've been so stressed out over this fifth pick. It's it's beyond me. Uh, let's talk about this Lakers situation a little bit. Uh, I, I know you kind of from the outside looking in. I mean, obviously LeBron was here for so long, and to be where they're at now. Uh, just with ma- the whole magic situation, with with the it seems like the inner turmoil that we thought we had for a long time here in Cleveland now it almost seems like it just sponged over to you know Southern California. I mean, can you kind of just give me your your opinion about that? I mean, my goodness. Well, it, it is uh, you, Mr. Laker Magic Johnson. I, I, they I don't think he's Mr. Laker anymore. <sighs> at least when I when I see him go on. You know, and an ESPN show the day they're introducing Vogel as the new basketball coach to basically rip everything they're doing, and then he comes back out again after this story comes out. I don't know. You know, look, it obviously was bad. I mean, the way Magic left, the the without telling the owner, mm-hmm. the 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 dysfunction is incredible. There, I don't know where that leaves them now. When you look at their roster, they've actually got some young, talented players I think they can get something back for. And maybe they're not as far away as you may think talent-wise with having a player like LeBron, who I think will be poised for a big year. But it looks to me like it's a, it's a real mess and and I'm I'm glad it's going on out there, you know. And that uh, I I don't know how much I think LeBron's been been ambushed a little bit by all of this, but I think it does it does show that LeBron really wanted to go to Los Angeles. He wants mm-hmm. to be there for more reasons than basketball, and I think that's why he's in a situation that's not the best for him basketball wise. I think every situation he always made prior to that in his moves. He really had researched basketball. You know, when he came back here, he knew the Cavs had Kyrie Irving and a chance to get a guy like Kevin. He knew right. all that. Right. So this time, though, he just kind of went. Now, I think he was a little surprised by Magic just 
just leaving like he did. Mm-hmm. So I don't think he's too happy about that. But but again, it was about living in Los Angeles. So you know they've got their issues. I, I think they'll probably get. I don't think I don't. I just don't see them getting a one of the top free agent guys. I and, unless it's unless it's actually crazy. It may seem to be Kyrie Irving. That's something I want to do with you in a couple of minutes here. Kind of give you like a word association. I'm going to name a player. You tell me where you think they're going to be in 2019, 2020 for the season. But you mentioned LeBron kind of wanted to go to LA, and it kind of it seems like it's going towards the family life too now because. His son, LeBron James Jr., is going to be going to Sierra Canyon, I believe, now, and with Dwayne Wade's with Dwayne kid. Wade's kid. Yeah. So how about that? Yeah. Like that's in that they're going to a situation where that team has won, I think, a bunch of championships over the recent amount of years. The high school pedigree is huge. Just it, it just seems like they just kind of it. It always seems, and I've said this about LeBron since he's been in Cleveland, Miami, whatever. It's very calculated. He, it may even seem like, oh, he's going to LA. I don't know. The teams they don't know what they're doing. I still feel, in some way, this guy knows. He's got someone coming there. You know, I don't know who it's going to be. And you talk about Kyrie Irving being one of those possibilities. He's probably the most unpredictable person I think I could really say in the NBA exists right now because I have no idea what that guy is going to do at any point, at any time. Maybe you can say I, well, more about I totally, that. But, I totally I mean, he, agree. He's so unpredictable at this point. Yeah. Well, I don't think he knows, Kyle. That So for us to try to figure out what someone else is thinking when he's not really sure what he wants to do. I think, though, getting back to LeBron, I think that yeah. that's what I mean. This was about family and not about necessarily his basketball. Now, mm-hmm. I think he'll be healthy next year, but he's another year older. And no one else – father time wins at the end against well, anybody, right? I tell you what, they're, they're talking about best players in the league now, and his name isn't coming out of the top three. Like, we're talking about Kawhi Leonard with his playoff run right now. We're talking about Steph Curry with how he performed when Kevin Durant went out. And we're talking about Kevin Durant before – he got injured in the playoffs, was going off almost 40 points a night, was just you know lighting the world on fire. So LeBron's kind of getting falling back a little bit for the well, first time in his career, maybe even since uh, I'd say maybe one of the first runs with the Cavaliers maybe to an extent where they're just kind of like, uh... And that's why I would expect him at his absolute best next year. However, though, he is another year older. Right. And again, there, there are some things, no matter what you do, and he trains, guy works hard. I, that was one of the things I always would say about him that people never gave him enough credit for. He really worked, and everything was about basketball. This move wasn't, and that's why that thing's blown up. Now, does he think they're going to get somebody? I, I don't know if he's got inside knowledge on who that might be. I don't know that the Anthony Davis thing, I don't know whether Davis wants to stay in New Orleans, but I don't know that the Pelicans really want to deal with the Lakers. That That's out of... That's out of anybody's hands there. He can't control that, what the Pelicans want. Right. And they're not going to just give that guy away. So it is It is an interesting dynamic. Uh, with Irving, you know, it seems like he'd, he'd be more comfortable with Irving. And, again, we're reading him, which you very accurately portrayed as like, <laughs> my gosh, what are we trying to do here? If he leaves Boston, I it just looks like it would be in New York, whether it's the Nets or the Knicks, I think, would mm-hmm. be the question. Right. So let's, let's... – Let's talk about it now, though. Let's, let's kind of get – I'm going to throw some names out there. Uh, if you want to give me a description of what you think, I mean, that's fine, too. Or if you just want to give me a team name, whatever you want, I'll just, I'll just throw some names out, and we'll kind of go down the list of some of the bigger names they're going to be uh, focused on All right. come July 1st. I know we're a little bit early for it, but why not? We're, we're getting close. Well, Finals hey, are around not? the corner. Yeah, why not? Let's talk about it. So we'll start with the biggest one, probably Kevin Durant. I think Durant leaves Golden State. Mm. I, I do. I, I think that uh, – you know, as we talk, we, we don't know how the final will go. I think the Warriors are still one, holding out hope that maybe he'll come back. If they win it, hey, Kevin, let's try to make – we'll win five in a row, you know, as opposed to three. But I just got a – I just sense that 
that he's been detached this year and that ultimately he he wants to go somewhere. So so where is it that he goes? Uh, the Clippers to me look like that would be a great fit, where a winning fit for any of with these a guys. great organization. Yeah. And that's why I, I would still probably put that up there at one over New York because I don't know what he's walking into in New York, and I don't know that he wants all of that. Hmm. I don't know that he wants all of that. So that would be the way I would look at that now. I would say Clippers 1, Knicks 1A for him. Any chance of a Laker possibility for Kevin? No, I don't see that at all. None at all. I don't see him and LeBron. I, I don't know if there's there's been some things said there. I, I don't know that there was ever a real relationship there. I just think, though, after, Durant, though, was also trying to get away from necessarily the coattails. Okay. Because that was what he, you know, that's what he, what he did. I mean, he changed this whole dynamic. Kyle, you and I could be sitting here talking about the Cavs' two championships and maybe going for a third right. if, he, if he doesn't go to the Golden State. I really believe that. The mental but, edge, yeah, right. Exactly. But he jumped on, and that changed the whole dynamic. And you see what the Warriors have done even without him in the postseason. So I, I don't see him going to the Lakers. I, I just I don't see that. You see uh, Clippers or Knicks is what you're probably— For Durant. That's uh, what in, I In that order, right. Uh, that's what I would say. Okay, uh, so let's— uh, Move to Mr. Unpredictable, Kyrie Irving. I think one of the New Yorks. I think mm. one of the New Yorks. I, I do think that— Brooklyn's kind of shocking to me a little bit. Yeah, Brooklyn doesn't—although I don't know with D'Angelo Russell mm. where that would fit. Because I think what he's going to be, I believe, a restricted free agent, if I'm correct. I uh, I think that's where he is yeah. right now. But so, that would, he would not be a fit with Kyrie. That, that's, well, that's, that's a weird combo. To so have, I would yeah. probably say, you know, the Knicks looks like a good place for Kyrie. Mm. It did. <laughs> You know, it really does. Bunch of question marks for the organization. Well, he left here. He wanted to be the guy, and then he could go there and be the guy. Now, there are those that say he and Durant are friendly, and they've talked about this. I have no reason to debate that because I think these guys do, Mm -hmm. and I think there are things going on in this league. But I also think that a lot of these things can change from week to week, day to day, even hour to hour. Right. When we get to June 30th, I, there's a, <laughs> it is going to be fascinating. I, I think it's, it's like a curse and a blessing, I think, for the NBA, where the offseason is almost more intriguing to talk about than the actual games for the finals. Right. But that's where this is right now because it is going to be a very intriguing summer to see where it goes. But if I was betting on Kyrie right now, I would say Knicks won. Probably that gives the Nets two and, and maybe a chance at staying at Boston depending on how they shuffle the chairs there. Now, you mentioned before, too, before we go into the next person, that uh, the uh, the Lakers could be a possibility with LeBron and Kyrie, just from the comfortability standpoint. But I did mention that. I, I will throw out a different one. Would the Clippers be a possibility for Kyrie Irving in that sense as well? Possibly the Clippers. Uh, I, nah, I don't see that. I think if it would go to L.A., it might be the intriguing aspect of, of with LeBron, how he could help there and win. Because I think his his image has taken a hit this year, okay, a big time hit. But again, and I did say that earlier that there, I, I I never thought there was any possibility before this season to now even say that window is open that there may be a shot there. Uh, I think is uh, is is a big statement. Well, there's shocking. been there's been a major change, and I also think that. I don't see the Lakers. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but I don't see Durant going to the Lakers. And a few of the other names who are out there, I don't mm-hmm. see going there. So Kyrie could be looked at as the the one option, and maybe LeBron and him kind of say, hey, let's do this again. It would kind of be a slap in the face. Ugh. I don't know if it would be a slap in the face to Cleveland, but I would say, you know, guys, if it wasn't about, and again, I say this to both of them, if it had just been about winning and building the best team possible – 
you had it all right here. Exactly. You had it all in Cleveland. Right. Uh, let's talk about another name who's currently going to be playing game one tonight in the NBA Finals. Again, we're glad we're going to be able to air this today, too. Uh, just uh, Kawhi Leonard, who who has been, I think, possibly one of the best playoff runs we've seen in recent memory. Obviously, LeBron and Kyrie had the great final stretch in 2016, but as far as a full-on run, just being able to kind of step up, it almost seemed like every night, 30 points, 9 rebounds, 31 points, 10 re- Like He always seemed to be in that area. Kind of how Kevin Durant was for the first part, then got hurt. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, where is he going to play next season? Where is he going to be? Well, I tell you, Leonard is special. He really is. And he's the difference in Toronto. And I'll tell you what, if he'd have been in Toronto the last couple of years, it might have been a little might have been a little different against them. You know, he's he's a much different player. DeRozan's a good player, but this guy is elite. He's up in that upper echelon. He's a winner. I think that I look at one of two places for him. Clippers or he stays with Toronto. Mm. And and I don't know that it's depending on what happens in the finals. I think though that Toronto's really got a nice team. Mm. And he's done very well there. I think they're, they've taken care of him. They've watched his health this year. Uh, I think that's that's got to be strong for him. But I, from what I've known about him, and he's kind of a guy that's not out there that much. He's not a real no, you know, social himself. media guy. Right. That's we, I don't think we know a lot about him personally. I guess his uncle speaks for on his behalf a There's lot. There's uncles and dads. Yes. And I can't keep track well, of him. <laughs> right. So who knows? <laughs> Uh, but but I, I'd always heard that L.A. was where he wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And it really looks like the Clippers would be a great fit for him. Doc Rivers, a heck of an owner, Jerry West involved. Man, that's that's an organization that looks like they've got the components there. And and if I was a Kawhi Leonard, I'd say that if I want to go back to L.A., I look at the Clippers, I look at the Lakers. You know, the Lakers, the Lakers are hiring guys on how long LeBron's going to be there, stuff mm. like that, and everything else that's gone on. The Clippers would be my choice. So I would say that the Clippers would be one for him and Toronto 1A. Do you almost feel like maybe if he went, say they, they beat Golden State this year, Toronto, and, and Kawhi leads the way, however many games it takes, whatever, that he'll kind of feel less pressure to re-sign with them just from a standpoint of, hey, I wasn't even supposed to be here in the first place. I came, I gave you guys a championship. I kind of feel like I've done my due diligence here. Now I can move on to where I really want to be. Does it almost kind of feel like that to an extent with Kawhi? I don't, again, know the guy that well. None of us do. Right. (laughs) But I don't think that if he gets to that point, Kyle, that he'll feel pressure. He's going to make a decision based on where he really wants to live. And, and hey, you have that leverage. Very few players. We make a lot about, well, people say, oh, these NBA players, they have all this control. Well, there's only a few of them that really do. Mm-hmm. And if he can dictate that I want to live here, I want my family's here, wherever, I, I, I want, and, and, and you want that. LeBron wanted to be here for a while in, in Northeast Ohio, but then he wanted to be in L.A., so he got there. <laughs> Leonard, I, again, is Toronto comfortable enough? It's a Great city. It's an international city. Is that what he wants? He can win there. Great organization. A team that looks like it could be around for a while. They've got some, you know, Siakams come along. Right. They're willing to make moves. They added Gasol. They've done done some great things. So can he? does he want to stay there basketball-wise? But, again, the Clippers look like a very attractive basketball situation, as, as I see it, what they did this year. And they've got some pieces to get better with a very quality front office, an owner, and a heck of a head coach. 
To me, that looks very attract, uh, attractive and where he could say, you know, hey, I loved you here in Toronto, but this is where I want to be. Right. So you go there. Yeah, I would, I'm would. i sure the Toronto fans will be upset. We've, we've been down that road <laughs> before. Twice. But again, <laughs> yes. But again, it's, he's in a position that he can say, I want to be there. And so I don't think he'll feel pressure, whatever happens in the final, to stay in Toronto unless he decides, hey, I, this is where I, I like. I'm comfortable here mm-hmm. now. I want to be here. Okay. I have two more names for you. Uh, so we'll, we'll kind of get to uh, these aren't necessarily the, the top-tier stars. I feel like those few names are probably pretty much it. But let's uh, let's go into Jimmy Butler now. He's a, he's a big name that's kind of been floating around. Uh, it seems like he enjoyed his time in Philly to an extent, uh, especially now towards the end of it. It seems like he's – Got better camaraderie with his teammates. It took some time. They kind of threw it together with a like with a quarter season left or whatever it may be. But just kind of, he's been rumored to talk with LeBron and the Lakers. We talked about one of those second tier stars, maybe taking a jump and saying, "Why not? Let's give it a try." Is he one of those guys you think maybe could be LA bound? Well, he could be, and he may be a guy that that would fall that would be available for them. I don't know what he thinks about Philly. You're right. They threw that thing together, and right. they went to. An incredible shot by Kawhi Leonard. Otherwise, they might be playing in these finals, right? Right, right. Uh, if I'm Butler, I'm, I want to take a look at that Philly situation. Mm-hmm. Philly really put themselves out on the on the tightrope, on the, the, the high wire there, because there are no guarantees with him and with Harris, right? Right, yeah, Tobias Harris also going to be gone, so right? they And then Simmons, there's still question marks about him, but Embiid is special. Simmons is unique. Whether they go and build around him going forward, they can move him, probably add a lot. That's an intriguing spot if Butler wants to win. I don't know how comfortable he was playing in Philly, but I think that for a team that really was thrown together, they're they're kind of interesting. Butler, though, is I've heard he's a really a great guy that people like. He's a winner. He really wants to win. Mm-hmm. Kind of forced his way out, though, yeah. in Chicago and then even in Minnesota. So uh, yeah, he's one of those kind of personalities. So where he wants to be, uh, yeah, that's a good question for you and I to <laughs> try to figure out the answer to that, Kyle. It's kind of tough. To me, it looks like Philly would be a great place if he really is about winning in the East. They got so close this year. Another year, a training camp, an offseason together, that could be a heck of a team. I'd say like the situations I saw in Chicago was maybe a little bit different, but especially in Minnesota with Jimmy, it seemed like Younger players that are star-type players that haven't won before or haven't really had a lot of success. He seemed like he butted more heads with them as opposed. And that's why the Lakers thing scares me to an extent because you have a lot of young players, the Ingrams, the Kuzmas, that are, are good players, mm-hmm. but they haven't had a lot of success. And I feel like he expects, as he should, you know, as a leader of one of the, as one of the leaders of a team, that to, for them to step up. And it seemed like he kind of butted heads with the guys like Wiggins, like with Carl Anthony Towns, who are great players, but didn't seem to really have that winning mentality yet. And that could be an issue maybe if he goes to a team like L.A. that doesn't really have that yet, per se. Well, another thing I'll add. Now, if you recall when there was speculation about Kyrie, remember who he was talking to? A guy <laughs> named Butler. Yeah. So that that is something I, I have not heard a lot of people talk about or even speculate, but Kyrie and Butler ending up in the same place. So that would not be L.A. because L.A. can't get two of those guys. Mm. They, maybe that's a, there's a Knicks fit there. 
depending on what happens. There are just Boy. so many. Un, it's unending, <laughs> which makes it fun. This is really great to talk about because I just you know, that just came back to me. I think Butler is more of a companion with a guy like Kyrie rather than a LeBron James. Mm. You know, it's it, it's interesting where who ends up in L.A. because LeBron's older now, and anyone that goes there, they're probably looking at well, how much longer is this guy going to play? Right. They're starting to ask those questions, and am I going to do a five year what? Five-year deal. What's going to be there when he's done? You know, those are the questions the Lakers have are going to have asked about them mm-hmm. for some of these top elite free agent players. So I, I want to keep an eye on Butler and Kyrie as this thing plays out. Right. And the last name I'll throw out there because uh, I kind of feel like I have to. He's he's almost been forgotten about to an extent. Now the Warriors haven't forgotten about him. Is Demarcus Cousins? He's one of those guys where yeah, he came back after the Achilles injury was doing pretty well. He was starting to really fit into the team, got into his first playoff series ever, and got hurt again. Torn quad tendon, missing some time. Could play tonight. Again, we don't know for sure, but it seems like probably if we're going to – if I'm a betting man, probably not. But could be back in this series, I mean, sign the, the five-year – or the $5 million one-year deal, which blew everyone's mind with Golden State in the in the uh, in the uh, yeah, sorry, in the season offseason, I should say, when New Orleans did offer him a deal. A two-year, thirty-eight million-dollar deal, from what I remember. Is there any chance that's the name? Another one of those second-tier stars that maybe has a lot to prove. LA throws a lot of money at him. I think be... if they threw a lot of money at him in years, I think they could get him. Mm. And I don't know that that's a that's a risky deal, though. I, I think any team for him, you know, now the Achilles and then he was down. I and I don't think you're going to see a lot of him in the finals. There may be some minutes they work him in, mm-hmm. but it's going to be tough, I think, to get him up to speed. He's he's a great talent, but I, I, I there's just so many there's just so many red flags around him. I, I I think a team though that I don't know where he wants to go, for example, Ugh. but I, I think a team he's he may be worth a flyer, a team that's looking to move up, I don't know, one of the Western teams and that's kind of didn't get that far this year, or even in the East may have an interest. But he's a guy I would I would stay away from, even if I was in that position. Hmm. Was that one of the teams I thought might be interesting fit if they decide to keep their two main stars together and, and they move one of the other ones is uh, Houston with Clint Capella. They they that could be a possibility maybe for them if they wanted to get rid of Capella and then that opens up some money if you want to try and make a move for Cousins. I don't know. I mean that's well, I think Houston's got some questions right now. Oh, From yeah. what I've heard, pretty much anybody's available, which is crazy. Which is kind of a crazy <laughs> thought. So I, as I, I think they found that their way's not working. Mm. Chris Paul just hasn't, you know, gotten it done to the level that they've needed that second superstar to be. And I'm not, and I, that's not my problem. I don't know though for Cousins for a big man now with the miles on him and the in the health concerns and the money he's going to want. I, I just think he's a, he's a real risk. I, I could see a team saying, you know, give him a nice one-year deal, but he's certainly going to want more than that. But I don't know that I'd be willing to give him years. I really wouldn't mm-hmm. if I was in a position to, to do that. But I'd give him a nice – maybe – and like you mentioned, a two-year thing, I guess, in today's NBA dollars, it's kind of like Monopoly money anyhow. Right. So you may want to take a shot if you think situationally – he can help you because I think you have to look at him that way. I don't know that he's a guy that you can look out there the way the game is played, the fast tempo right now. There are situations you can use the guy, but I don't know that he's going to be a 30-minute guy anymore. Mm. I don't know that he's that at all. I'd say that if I had a guess, it'd be I don't know what team would do it because, again, I don't think he's going to be back at Golden State next year unless they lose. Well, again, I didn't bring up Clay Thompson in this because I feel like it's kind of – 
not really a thing for me to bring up. I, I feel like he's going to be back. I, I would assume again. Maybe you, if you have a different opinion about that, I mean, well, I guess it could be up for interpretation. But I feel like that there's there's two people that are going to be in Golden State their entire careers. I'd argue it'd probably be Steph and Clay. I think the only way it gets dodgy is if Durant says, "Hey, I want to come back." Mm. And now, how many super max contracts can you really afford? And I think Clay deserves one. Really? Okay. Well, I think so. Well, some people don't again because his numbers get bought down because of who he's well, with. But I, mean, I, I, if he I can't get it from you. them, I mean, he deserves deserves it somewhere. <laughs> and maybe and uh, again, how many can they afford to pay? Right. Right. Because exactly. you, Durant and Curry, are no, you're going to give those guys the money. Well, Curry's already got his two hundred million dollars. So, right? Yeah, so you're going to. So you're, if if Durant said would say that now, if Durant doesn't, I think it's a no brainer. Mm-hmm. You give it to Clay. Right. Uh, but again, if if it's three, then it becomes a decision there that I don't even know you. If you want to, you can do it. If you're Golden State, it's going to be tight. I mean, you could, but it's going to be <laughs> exactly. a lot of money out of exactly. here. Exactly, and out someone's your wallet certainly going to give it to Clay. Oh, I would I imagine. Mean, absolutely. Oh yeah. oh yeah. And he and he's earned it. Is he at quite that level of those guys? No, but but he's one big. He's a winner. And you can you can see this guy can you win championships with him. He's been a big part of what they've done. All right, well, Michael, listen, I appreciate you taking some time and talking to me today about everything. You know, I, I know I kind of pulled you out, but before I let you go, uh, I told you I keep you around thirty minutes. Don't want to keep no you too much longer, we, but uh, we could go. But this uh, this is so crazy. We could talk for days. Oh about my it. goodness, it's, we, it is incredible. But uh, obviously, the NBA Finals starting tonight. We've talked about Kawhi Leonard. Now he's done this this postseason, and again, but the Warriors. Have, I mean, it's five straight finals. They're just. There's a lot there. Uh, so I kind of want your your take about the finals, what you think is going to happen. I'll share my prediction with you, too, and then we'll kind of we'll, we'll wrap it up. So what do you, what do you think? Well, I, I've got the Warriors winning it in six. Mm. I, I think that they'll get a split in Toronto, and they'll go back and win a couple. And I think that uh, Toronto will maybe with Leonard maybe come back and win a game five. And then the Warriors win in six. That's that. That's the way. If if I had to map it out, I don't think Golden State has a problem winning on the road. In fact, I think they they kind of galvanize. I think they're better, almost better on the road. So I don't think this home floor is that big of an issue, unless it would get to maybe a seven. But I don't think the Raptors will get it there. I think Golden State, even without Durant, I think they will. We'll get it done, and uh, I'm going to stay with the Warriors. Does it make me happy? Not really to say <laughs> that, but I do say this. I think Golden State winning, it does it does enhance even more the Cavs' 2016 championship. Yeah, yeah, because of who they're able to beat and stuff too. See, now I have these two different mindsets. Okay, my my heart says Toronto in seven. Because I have a weird feeling about Kawhi this year. I don't know. It's almost like the same feeling I had about LeBron and Kyrie after Game Four of the, of the NBA Finals. Just the way the way they played was on another level that not even a team such as well put together as Golden State could handle. Even with the suspension of Draymond Green, whatever you want to make excuses for for Golden State, it just there was no denying those two guys forty points each and to win a game. Mm-hmm. It just seemed like it was going to happen. With Kawhi, I kind of get this weird feeling like you know. A lot of people are picking Golden State in five, Golden State in six. You know, worst case scenario, Golden State wins in seven. That's because Durant comes back in game four, whatever. I, I get this weird feeling that he's going to have this opportunity to, to keep extending these games. And we talk about early on, it seems like always in game one or two, Golden State has an opportunity to lose a game. And if you, if you can take that game from them, that close game, talk about game one of the finals last year, 
Oh. If the, if the Cavs win back, that game, I mean, who knows what happens in that series. That was one of the greatest games LeBron James ever played, oh. and it never gets talked about. And, of course, the refs kind of messed it up, and we know what happened at the end. The Cavs mm-hmm. were their own worst enemies, timeouts, and JR, and the coach not even knowing. It. Anyhow, that was incredible. And I really think that series, do I think the Cavs would have won it had they won that game? I'm not saying that, but I do think it would have been a much inter- very interesting series had the Cavs put some pressure on them. But, but well, so, well, you play with confidence, too, and if you were it, able to win it that game. It changes your whole Oh, my goodness. Mood, the exactly. mindset, yeah, yes. it would be completely different. Right. JR would have been more confident, would have been, you know. Well, it just changed you. You'd go back. Say you go back home one one, it's just a whole oh. different feeling. It felt it would feel more, I think, like the uh, the first run against Golden State with LeBron. Then maybe it goes six games, you know, and it'd be more entertaining oh, for absolutely. us for sure. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, I just got a feeling of if Kawhi Leonard's put in that spot this year in a game one, times winding down, it's a one point game, whatever. He is at that point now where he's delivering every single time, and I feel like if he's in that spot. That momentum could shift in that way, and Toronto could honestly, they have the depth that a lot of those Cavs teams didn't have. And I, I know the the road thing is kind of you mentioned it too, and Golden State plays really well on the road. I, I that's but not... this is their first time playing in the finals as a road team. Technically, they're gonna have, if they go seven, they're playing more times away than they are home. Home, and that's that's a. I know, again, they play well on the road, but to have that in this kind of high-tense situation, Toronto's crowd, you got Drake running around on the sidelines acting like a fool. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, Well, it's... I would say this, Kyle. If if the Raptors can get it to seven, that's that's what, that's what they ideally want. I just think Golden State can win games in Toronto. I just mm-hmm. – and I think they will. And I, I think they'll get a split of those first two games. I see it's, it's a little different. I think getting a split at Golden State's a whole different th- – Thing with the Warriors than have than getting a split with them when you've had the home floor and you're going out there, right? That and I, I just think that the Warriors have been down this road before, and I I I love to I I really would like to see Toronto win. I think they've had a very good organization, and I, I like a, I like what I've seen of Leonard and and I like a few of their other players, and I think they've done a nice job. I'd like to see them do it. I just don't think they will. And unfortunately, I have to agree with you again. My heart says Toronto in seven. My brain says Golden State in five. So I, 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 I can't argue there. It's so unfortunate. I don't even. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, Mike. I appreciate you taking so much time and talking with us today on the AK Swish podcast. Again, uh, we kind of have this thing too at the end where we, we throw out our social medias and stuff. If you want to, you know, plug the Wilson Snyder show as well. Well, yeah, Wilson Snyder five to nine every morning. You can always text us two one zero nine five, and uh, you can always tweet me at Snyder eleven hundred. Awesome. Mike, listen. Kyle, pleasure, man. It was a pleasure. I really appreciate Let's it. Let's do it again. Uh, oh, yeah. I'm sure once uh, once free agency rolls around, I'll be knocking on your door Oh, again, yeah. We, so. We'll have a busy summer. Oh, yeah. All right. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. You bet. This is the AK Swish Podcast. Awesome time talking with WTAM Sports Director Mike Snyder here on the AK Swish Podcast. That's going to do it for Minnesota episode number two. Make sure you guys stay tuned for more to come this week. And, of course, for the uh, the next week of episodes that are coming up uh, next week as well. So, again, thank you again to Mike Snyder, of course. Kyle Cornell here. Thank you guys so much. AK Swish Podcast. Minnesota 2 wrapped up. See you later. Bye-bye.